Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. All right, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I have an interview with a chiropractic student, and his name is Grant Elliott. And again, he is a, a Tri-9 student, I believe, and he's done something that's been pretty impressive. He's grown a very large Instagram audience even before he's graduated, and he's going to be able to leverage that and take that to wherever he ends up after he graduates and have a built-in audience and really hit the ground running. And he also dives into how he's going to monetize it outside of just getting patients. So uh, I really liked this episode because we hammered a lot of good information on content marketing and how ins- he's just leveraging Instagram to get really good content out there. And we, we break that down because I think a lot of times we think of Facebook or Instagram as um, really just something if we start doing, no matter what we do, it's going to be great for us. And, and it ends up not being good. We end up blaming Instagram or b- blaming Facebook as not working. But really what's happened is you, you've put the cart before the horse and you just didn't have good, consistent, creative content that filled a need. So we dive into that. I got a lot out of it. I know you will. He brings a lot of energy. And so it's a, a nice episode. And uh, I think you'll get some good good tips to how you could potentially grow your Instagram or at least apply the principles that we talk about to some other platforms and just really getting clear on getting a content marketing strategy. So I hope you you do enjoy that. Before we dive into it, I do want to mention that um, we had a guest blog from uh, Dr. Corey Campbell of Motion Palpation Institute. He's the vice president, and he wrote a blog called The Evolution of the Modern Day Chiropractor, and we've been getting a lot of good feedback on that. So so check out our website, modernchiropracticmarketing.com, and you can just go to the blog section, and it's the newest one that was released on July 2nd. So check that out, and it's just really good information, and I highly recommend checking out MPI, Motion Palpation Institute, and some of the upcoming live courses they have, as well as some of the online courses. If you want to be a good hands-on evaluator, assessments, and the adjustment, uh, there's just nothing better than than MPI, so check them out. And next, uh, I hope you come and visit me as I speak with uh, the fine John Morrison out of Canada, and we're going to dive into marketing at Forward 2019, which is in St. Louis, Missouri, September 20th and to 22nd. And uh, you can go to forwardthinkingchiro.com to get your tickets. I highly recommend you going. It's going to be a blast. Even, you know, the content you're going to get is great from people. There's some great speakers. You can check out that list. Um, the camaraderie and the energy there is great. You're going to connect with people like me that will be speaking, but we're not there just to be on stage and then leave. A lot of us are going to be there the, the, the three days, right? And we're going to be open. We're going to, you're going to be able to come and chat with us. If you have questions, if you, if you personally, if you see me come up and say hello and, and ask a question, I'm going to make the time to really try to help as many people out as I can. And I know the other speakers are going to do the same thing. So enjoy. And it'll be fun. There'll be a lot of good times there. There always is. There's also, if you're a student or a young doc, there's going to be a job fair there, preceptor fair. Uh, that's how I found my current associate. Uh, he, I found him as a preceptor at Forward KC last year. 
and that turned into a uh, associateship. So check it out, forwardthinkingchiro.com. And without further ado, here is my interview with Grant Elliott. All right, welcome to the show, Grant. I really appreciate your time. Before we dive into the to the Instagram world and the things that you're doing, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Grant Elliott. I'm still currently a chiropractic student. Um, although I'm living in South Tampa, living my best life under the palm trees, I uh, am technically a student at Logan University, which is in St. Louis, or at least a suburb of St. Louis. And I'm a trimester nine student of 10 trimesters. So I'm on the last leg. I can see the, uh, I can see the finish line in the distance. And yeah, just hanging out in Florida now, man. It's been great. So l- let me ask you a question. You're, are you on a preceptor right now from Logan? Uh, so yeah, so the last three um, trimesters are clinical rotations. So technically, the, it's called a preceptor okay. once you're tri-10, but right. it's the same thing. I'm doing my rotation out here at a local clinic close to Perfect. South Tampa. Yeah, that's what I did. I went to Logan as well a little bit uh, before you. 2002, <laughs> 2005, 2006, graduated December 2005, and I did a preceptor down in Florida as well. So nice. uh, yeah, it's a good way. It's a good way of uh, getting out there and learning. Oh, yeah. And uh, where where are you from originally? So I'm originally from central Indiana. It's a city just north of Indianapolis called Carmel, Indiana. So I was there, um, you know, my whole life until undergrad, Uh, went to Ball State for undergrad, if anyone's heard of that, and then moved to St. Louis for grad school, obviously. So. Uh, I'm familiar with that area. I go to the NFL Combine each year. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and yep. then actually, a gentleman that who was a trainer that I first got started with all the NFL stuff back in 2007 to 2009. He actually graduated from Ball State, and he had a lot of good things to say about their oh my gosh, uh, wow, program there. Yeah, so <laughs> that's awesome. So you and I first met over at Jeff Langmaid's event, and I kind of yeah. you know I did a little hour guest presentation, and you were there, and we started mm-hmm. catching up a little bit about Instagram and. You're just a couple of things that really intrigued me was the the following that you have developed on Instagram uh, as a student and how you're able to really leverage that getting out of school. So uh, just tell us a little bit about what you've got going on with Instagram. Yeah. So a um, little bit of history. I've actually always enjoyed making videos of some kind in my past. Uh, I'll say my first passion was actually skateboarding. Mm-hmm. I, was a little, I was a little middle school skate rat with my buddies all day. And uh, I was the filmer. So I bought the video camera and I you know, torrented and downloaded a free editing system. And I was making all these skate videos. And then you know, once I stopped that, I went to college, hadn't picked it up in a while. And then just around, just around just a year ago, actually, I started getting a lot of questions from family, friends, people I met at the gym, whatever, uh-huh. about like, hey, you know, I know you're in chiro school. I know you're studying this stuff. Like, what about this? And what about this? And, and how should I move better or whatever? So I was like, hey, you know what? Like, I used to make videos. I enjoyed doing it. I'm just going to start doing that again, uh-huh. just with a different topic. So at first, it started with just iPhone videos. And I just made a few posts that I, that I thought was really important information so that I could just send to people. And then... I kind of started doing it a little bit more, went from like once a month to maybe like, you know, once a week. And then Uh I uh, started listening to more podcasts and I kind of realized, hey, you know what? Content is obviously everything right now and it's going to be even more so the future. And um, I enjoy doing this. Uh I'm just going to really make a commitment and start making Instagram videos and Uh see what I can 
see what I can do with that. So um, I just bought a, a little cheap, like $30 microphone to plug into my, to my phone, started making more videos in the gym, started getting good feedback on it. And I was like, this is an amazing way to grow myself, to uh, learn how to speak better, how to reach people better, how to build credibility. And I basically saw, you know, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do with this, mm-hmm. but I know at this point that that a good social media and content platform can drive any business, no matter, no matter what it is. And you can reach more people and help more people at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's an absolute win-win. Yeah. I, I just rolled with it. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's one of those things I, I talk a lot about as far as what the, what I consider the roadmap and, and a big mistake a lot of people make is they focus on the distribution channel or the vehicle of getting a content out there, which say is Instagram. Not to say you shouldn't do that, but they think that's going to be the the end all be all. I'm going to get on Instagram and all of a sudden I'm going to have this huge following. But <laughs> I wish. Yeah, yeah, what you've been doing is is actually just leveraging Instagram and obviously certain tactics and strategies we'll discuss. But you've been layering on very consistent, creative content. So you got it seemed like you've got real clear on that, and you've done a good job of providing value. And then just leveraging the distribution through Instagram to, to grow your, your audience. Would you say that's, that's how you've done it so far? Oh, 100%. Yeah. So basically, I, I picked my main platform, my main funnel, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, you know what? I'm enjoying doing the Instagram stuff. So I'm going to make this my number one. And then as I'm now I'm to the point where I can actually start funneling that other places. And I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just taking everyone from Instagram and distributing them to my other other channels and other options. And, you know, so basically I just picked like, okay, do I want to do all YouTube and funnel through that? Or do I want to do all Instagram and funnel through that? So 100% I'm to the point now where I'm, I'm using Instagram heavily to build these other areas and build something greater. So this is a good teaching moment for our audience a little bit. And I want to see what you're doing on that. I, you know, we talk a lot about, you want to build your owned property, O-W-N-E-D. And you don't want to be only on rented land. Uh, so are you saying that you're, you're potentially trying to get people from Instagram onto maybe uh, your website, which you own, or an email list, which you own? Is, is that what you're trying to do? 100%. Good. Absolutely. And I know we talked about that too. So yeah, yeah just around a couple months ago, uh, it kind of dawned on me. I was like, oh crap, like if yeah. Instagram for some reason eliminates tomorrow, I'm done. Mm-hmm. So I started growing an email list. Uh, we're currently developing a website yep. um, and I'm going to be funneling everyone to that. So then I can be in control of my audience and Instagram is obviously going to be the main platform, but mm-hmm. yeah, I realized very quickly that I need to develop a way to own my audience so I can yep. control it instead of someone else. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like, if I go back, I remember 2011, 2012, uh, I've got a lot, I got like over 3,100 Facebook business page likes and people are like, Oh, how'd you get that many? I was like, well, I've been doing it for a long time. But back then I could post something on the business page and, and everybody would see it. And obviously Facebook changed their <laughs> parameters. And so the organic reach is, is almost zero. So you just spend right now, Instagram is pretty good or really good. Uh, and it's not costing a lot, but you know, you never know Facebook does own it. And so, and I, and I've read recently the, the same guy that's running Instagram who works for Facebook is the guy who used to run Facebook business page. And he's the one that 
switched a lot of the information or the way it works. So mm. don't be surprised. Like, yeah, it could start to get expensive to reach, you know, even if you have a large audience. So you're, you're preparing well, which is great. And that's one of the things that I, that I hope our audience gets is that it's okay to build on rented properties like Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, things of that nature. But just make sure you're doing a good job of getting them into your owned uh, properties. Yeah, absolutely. So, Cool. I wanted to just kind of discuss, and one of the things that stood out to me when we met in person was that you are a student and you've developed an audience and now you're actually going to be taking that with you and you've got, uh, if I'm still correct, you've got a job lined up after school? So I have a couple options. Okay. Um, I definitely have opportunities. It's yeah. just would what you, I'm going to do. Would you say that this audience that you've built has uh, given you more opportunities? Oh my God. That's what I want to oh, touch on. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. It's, I mean, it's just a, it's a huge portfolio, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to, you know, of course you're, you're going to meet up and you're going to get a feel for each other, but literally with everyone I've ever contacted, mm-hmm. if I just attach my social media info, instant credibility. Mm-hmm. Like I, I no longer have to convince them mm-hmm. that I actually know something, you know, I swear I know how to work hard. They can look at what I've done with content and they already know, okay, he knows something, he knows how to work hard. Like he could, he could be a good person to you know, meet with. Yeah. And like as a, as a practice owner myself and I, and, and I've been everything, I've been an associate, I've been a, a partner and I've been a, an owner and I kind of get it. What's happening is now you could graduate from school and you could go to someone like me that owns a practice and open that up and say, look, this is what I've got. And you could decide, you know, this is your personal preference. I'm just using examples, but Mm -hmm. you could say, you know, I want to work for someone because I need to learn still some of the business side of things, maybe want to get a little more clinical experience, but at least now I can negotiate with that business owner, maybe uh, a higher, uh, uh, let's just say a better, let's just say a better compensation package. It's leverage. Yeah, it's leverage. So you got that option, which is a great option. You've also got the option to where you could say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to just use this audience and and open up my own practice. Uh, I feel ready to do it. And now you would have a lot more confidence in doing it, probably a a much quicker catapult to a successful practice. So it's definitely something I know we've got a lot of students that listen to this podcast. We've got a lot of younger doctors and that's why I wanted to bring you on because you're doing exceptional work, but it's also a unique situation where you're, you're still a student and you've actually got a larger audience in the vast majority of practicing chiropractors out there. So it's definitely giving you options. Yeah. And to piggyback on something you said, if I had absolutely no content and no following and no audience at all, I would feel, you know, I'm a, I'm a confident person. I know how to work hard, but I would feel legitimately like nervous and scared for when graduation comes and, you know, everyone's afraid of, okay, well, like, is everything going to go? Okay. Is the business going to fail? Am I ready to open my own? And like, I would be so nervous, but because I have all this support essentially is how I'm going to describe it. Uh I am way more confident that, Hey, you know what, whatever route I end up taking or whatever route I end up having to do, whether it's on my own or not, I am way more confident that it is going to be successful because of what I've built up to this point. So I couldn't be more happy that I've taken the time to build this while I'm in school before I've even graduated. Absolutely. So what's your, what's your audience on Instagram at now, roughly? So I believe I'm at 88.3 thousand. Yeah. That's, so 
Yeah, that's exceptional. <laughs> I, I should, and that's with one year. I I actually started making more serious videos almost exactly one year ago. So I almost reached a hundred thousand in one year. I think I'll hit a hundred thousand in around a month or a month and a half. Yeah, and if we were talking in a couple of years from now, it'll be even more substantial. And it's just I hope so. Yeah, it's just the momentum's there. So you'll be at uh, hundreds of thousands of of followers. Absolutely. And I remember I remember having Jacob Harden on my my podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's pretty high up there and he gets these weird situations where he'll get a new patient from a follower that's in a different state, but has a family member or friend in his location and they refer him to him. So he gets these new patients from ways that you couldn't even imagine 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've, I've had people from like California, New York, even other countries mm -hmm. who have reached out to me and have asked me, hey, where's your office at? I don't trust people in my area and I want to see you. And I have to be like, well, I'm actually not practicing yet, uh, but I'm flattered. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Like people like want to come see you because they see you, they trust you, they feel a bond with you. It's amazing. Yeah. And so let me ask you a question. Do you plan on, I know we talked about getting some of these people into an email and a website and stuff like that. When you practice and all that, do you still plan on being very active in Facebook and YouTube and Google and all that stuff? Or are you going to just really hammer Instagram and go from there? What, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are to basically not let up at all with mm -hmm. this social media stuff because it, it's got, it's gotten me this far yeah. and it's only going to boost my practice exponentially. So I do not plan on cutting back on media at all. Mm -hmm. Eventually outsourcing a little bit Good. and Good. having some other people to help me with it. Otherwise I think I'd be sleeping about an hour and a half a night if I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I can, if I can make a recommendation and I know you probably know it, but a lot of times I'm, I'm also speaking to the audience listening is that, you know, with, with what you're doing on Instagram, it would probably behoove you to use some kind of service like, you know, uh, to where it can be scheduled someone else could schedule it and cross platform it for mm -hmm. you and, and do all that and maybe shoot some longer videos and put that on YouTube and cross platform it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that, that but is, have, have someone do it for you. <laughs> yeah. My plan is, uh, for everything you just said to be within, hopefully within a year from now. Good. That's, Perfect. that's my, that's my goal at least. All right. Cool. So, uh, yeah, what's the name of your Instagram page? It's called Rehab Fix. Um, and the initial initial plan with those words were like, okay, well, I do a lot of rehab. So, like, I was trying to look up, like, movement stuff or, like, empowerment stuff. And then I was thinking, like, a phrase like, hey, you know, every day your body should – you should get your fix of movement or whatever, like, get your fix like addiction. So, I was like, rehab fix, get your daily fix, that kind of thing. So that's how I came up with it. But mm -hmm. once again, I knew that Instagram was going to be my primary platform. So I was looking specifically for names that would look good on Instagram because I didn't want some huge long tag. Mm -hmm. I wanted something short and concise and people could read and get instantly because Instagram's so fast. So yeah. I actually used Instagram to determine the kind of name I wanted to go for as well. Okay. Now, uh, feed or stories? What are you doing more of in Instagram? Or are you doing both or what's working in that regard? Yeah. So feed for sure. Um, stories, I think help people get more of a personal touch with you. Mm -hmm. So I try, I try to post on my story as much as I can. I mean, I'm, I'm at least posting, you know, three times a day on that, but like personal stories and those things, yeah. uh, I think those will help build a personal bond. Mm -hmm. Surely the views are just a fraction of what your yeah. feed gets. But for me, 
<laughs> for me, I'm posting on both of them every single day. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that's and that's a, a key ingredient, obviously. Humanizing yourself mm-hmm. is just gigantic, especially as a doctor. It goes a long way. I, I say that sometimes, like you want to humanize yourself and people don't get it, but it's just showing that you're a regular person, right? And yeah. and it's not all science speak and, and health speak. It's it's really mm-hmm. just uh, showcasing you and your person, you, you as a person, which is which is great. Yeah. Um, there's exactly. a there's a book called Epic Content Marketing by Joe Polizzi, and he talks about the six steps or the six principles of epic content marketing. And one is, and you're doing all these, which is what I want to highlight as well. Is uh, as, as important as Instagram is, what you're really achieving is just really good content. And and one is you're filling a need, so there's no doubt about that. Be consistent, what you're doing. The third one is be human, which we just talked about. And so you're using stories to, to be human and you're using the feed to kind of give them a lot of the value. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. Yeah. Okay. The next one is having a point of view. Uh, no doubt you're having a point of view and you kind of just mentioned that as far as uh, what you're doing with Rehab Fix. Uh, avoid sales speak. And lastly, be best of breed. And I would definitely say you're best of breed in what you're doing. So you're essentially following that epic content, the principles, and again, just using Instagram to just blow it out of the water. Well, it's good to know that I'm doing that, right? Because I never read that book. (laughs) No, I know. And that's what's sometimes funny is like, you know, there's a lot of the theory and the principles and all these different, the the schooling of it. But sometimes just inherently you, you hit it and and it shows and it reveals itself. And it's not like you sat down and read this like marketing book to do it. You just kind of intuitively realized what you needed to do and solve the potential on, on Instagram. So uh, kudos to you. And uh, do you have any other overall strategy of Instagram that you're doing that you could break down a little bit for us? Yeah. So there's some like smaller nitty gritty things that we might not necessarily need to get into, but yeah, big- for sure. Big picture things are obviously the consistency. You you brought that up. And initially, when I was trying to, okay, I'm going to start making more you know, legitimate videos, I was like, okay, there's just no way I can post any more than twice a week. And now for some people, like, it, it depends on the platform, right? So for like YouTube, you know, two to three times a week, that's, that's kind of plenty. Um, and maybe similar platforms as well. But for Instagram, Instagram is very fast, very fast. Uh, people want new things all the time. And so I realized that and I was like, okay, two to three times a week on Instagram is not going to work. And the second I started posting at least, uh, five to six days a week, my engagement literally doubled or tripled. And I was like, okay, uh, (laughs) this is what I need to do. And a lot of people out there listening might have this thought because, um, I got asked this all the time when I was at school, people were like, Hey Grant, like, why are you posting so much? Like, People are going to get sick of it or you're, you're putting out too much content. No one's going to come see you because they're going to think they have all of the answers and you're just, you're just giving away everything that you would ever do. And that's just none of, none of that's true, Correct. actually. Um, the more, especially on Instagram, more content, the better, because not everyone who follows you is going to see it every single day, right? I post every single day. Uh, recently, I've actually been skipping Sundays because I want a day of rest. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I post basically every single day, but I guarantee you only maybe, a, well, based on my views, about the fourth of my followers actually see each video on average. Okay. So if they're, you know, only checking their feed every 
you know, two, three days or whatever, they're only seeing my, my video better be posted that day mm-hmm. so that they can see it. So consistency is absolutely huge. And even if you feel like, you know, oh, this picture or this infograph or this video, it wasn't like, oh, it wasn't great. It wasn't like polished. It wasn't perfect. Who cares? If there's any value to it at all, freaking post it and get it out there because it's going to basically keep your channel like alive. It's going to keep you in the minds of people. It's going to keep bumping up everything. So you gotta, you gotta post every single day in a kind of a piggyback off that is just overall engagement. So if you make a post, but then you're not responding to any comments, you're not responding to any DMS, um, you're not engaging with anyone, not only on your page, but on other pages too, that's going to hurt you as well. Because let's think about this. You're, you're a new doc or new, or new student, whatever, and you're trying to build a following. Well, if you're not finding everyone in your niche, so like for me, rehab stuff, right? So I found all the biggest, most popular rehab accounts that I agreed with what they were doing, and I turned on my post notifications. So every single time they made a post, I was one of the first comments. And, you, and you, don't, you don't like say, hey, everyone come look at my page because you're going to get deleted. That's annoying. You don't do that. Yeah. You, just, you just say, hey, great video. Thanks for sharing. Or, hey, I really like this movement. I also do this or, or this variation and I find it gets great results. Something positive, something that's going to promote movement overall or promote them. But everyone that goes to that post, they're going to see your name. They're going to see you consistently. They're going to start going to your page. They're going to see you have similar content, similar niche, and they're going to start following you. So people, you have to be willing to give a lot at the beginning. So you got to come in on other people's pages. You got to respond to comments. You got to get your name out there as much as you possibly can. And that is the most important thing. And, you know, that's not some magic strategy or anything. It's just putting in the time, really. And that really helped grow the audience. Right? Oh, my. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yep. That, that is, if there's one thing I could advise, it would be posting every day, responding to every comment and posting on commenting on every other big accounts channel that you wish to emulate because you got to get your name out there. That is, those are the things you yeah. got to do. Are you doing any type of uh, documenting experiences? I mean, uh, obviously you might be able to do this more when you're in private practice, but just uh, documenting some treatment of patients or uh, evaluations of patients, just kind of documenting. <laughs> so I was thinking about this the other day. No, I, I haven't. And I okay. wish I had because I could turn those into te- testimonials or videos or anything like that. I have a couple people in mind that I was like, oh my gosh, I got to film something mm-hmm. with them yeah. to, to launch this when I graduate and stuff or before then, depending on what it, what it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I had some like before yeah, and well, after videos. Or, or maybe like, I don't know if it would be a good idea for that to be some of your stories, uh, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's yeah. a potential. Like I know we'll, so we're even sometimes we'll have patients come in to have, we've got a couple influencer on Instagram and they've shot stories while they're in our office. Obviously they shot their story on their Instagram and tagged us in there and that was good. Mm-hmm. But we also have done some stories in reverse. So maybe that's an idea as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I need to start doing that. I guess I just, I never thought about asking people because like, you know, I'm not graduated yet. I feel like it would maybe be intrusive to ask, but yeah. I should probably just start asking people like, Hey, there you, you want to be, uh, be on a video? <laughs> how about engagement? Um, how, how do you like, okay, you get an audience of whatever, maybe it's 5,000. Again, I think I, I like to preface it. I don't like to, uh, you know, downplay what chiropractors can do, but I don't want them to also feel like they are not doing a good job on Instagram. If, 
if they don't have 80,000 people. So like, let's mm-hmm. say they've got 5,000 or 10,000 or, or whatever they got in their community. What are some strategies to, to keep their audience engaged? On that particular platform, yeah. um, to keep them engaged, I mean, I would, I would probably just think a general summary of what we've discussed at this point. I mean, Perfect. consistency, uh, certainly in their community, tagging okay. their location, local gyms that they go to, local Perfect. facilities that they go to that are related to uh, either their services or health in, in any way yep. so that people in that area could actually see those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I said, responding to comments, any, anything like that. To How keep- about a hashtag strategy? So hashtags, here's what I found. Yeah. There's no golden ticket with mm-hmm. hashtags, but it certainly is worth putting in the effort. So with, with any average video that I post, mm-hmm. usually around, I think, 15%, sometimes 20% of yeah. the views will come from hashtags. And I mean, if that's a, if that's a 50,000 view video, then I mean, that's, I mean, that starts to become a significant number of views, a significant number of reach. So whenever I talk to people about these specifics, I always say, you know, don't spend 20 minutes or an hour trying to come up with the absolute best hashtags because there's all this like hashtag research and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I say, from my experience doing this every single day for the last year, mm-hmm. there's, no, there's no magic pill, so to speak, with hashtags, but certainly put in at least 10 minutes find the right ones, use all 30 of them. Don't just use five and call it a day for trying to build. Use as many of them as you can, use the right ones and get local locations in there too. Perfect. Now, the other thing I want to talk about with engagement I, I wanted to highlight is I've met you in person. I now see you on video. I've seen your videos on Instagram. I, I hear the audio. Uh, you're a dynamic personality. You've got good energy to you just naturally, uh, even when, when I met you in person. Uh, so obviously not everybody has that inherently, but that does go a long way for video engagement. What are your thoughts on that? I know it's just kind of who you are, which is great, but what are your thoughts on that aspect of things? So, I mean, ultimately Mm -hmm. you have to do whatever you're comfortable with and you got to be who you are. Right. But here's what I will say. So you're, so you're right. I'm kind of a high energy off the wall kind of guy sometimes, especially (laughs) when I'm filming Mm -hmm. Um, for sure. I kind of like click into a zone. Mm -hmm. So when I've talked with people about this, you know, I won't tell them, Hey, sorry, you got to pretend to be someone who you're not. Mm-hmm. I've never told people that, but I have, you know, said, Hey, you know what? Like, I understand you're a really chill person or like whatever, but if your goal is to build an audience and build a platform, then you need to look at what is the most effective for building those. Mm-hmm. And often the most effective strategy is not being super chill, talking slow or doing whatever you're doing. So yep. you might have to embellish a little bit. So I'm, so you don't have to be crazy like me or like other people, mm-hmm. but you know, let's pick up the voice a little bit. Let's talk a little bit, you know, faster, maybe make, make yep. a few jokes here and there. Just try to be overall entertaining and appear as someone that someone would want to hang out with or someone mm-hmm. would want to learn from. So yeah, I mean, you just got to think this is at the end of the day, this is entertainment. It doesn't matter how good the information is. Yep. Unfortunately, when you're growing, it comes down to value and entertainment. So you got to have a good combination of the two. Yeah. And that's, that's true. Uh, like for myself, I'm definitely more of a laid back person through my general day. Uh, when I do public speaking or I get on video, I definitely try to double my energy and sometimes even double my energy is not enough. And sometimes you got to triple it if, depending on how chill yeah. you are. But that's definitely a strategy. You just got to look at it this way. You don't need to change who you are 
but there is a form of acting in it. And so doubling your energy and looking into the camera and, and really having some of that is something you can improve on and you can work on. And so I highly recommend that if, if you're getting on video, even if you're not necessarily a chill person, but you're not super dynamic and high, high energy, and you're kind of middle of the road, you probably still going to have to double your energy a little bit on video. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I mean, there's, there's some crazy stunts you see out there that people do at the beginning of videos to yeah. drive traffic, but it works. It works though. You know, like, like people want to see action and you, you, you got to slip in the value with it, mm-hmm. but yeah, you got You got to amp it up. That's for sure. Perfect. Um, any other thoughts on uh, Instagram or anything that we could, we can really take from this? I would just say for anyone out there, a, a student or not, maybe even, maybe even someone who isn't even a student yet, maybe they're getting ready to enroll in whatever profession it is. It doesn't even matter what profession. When, uh, when Dr. Jeff Langmaid came out and spoke in St. Louis, he had made the comment, uh, you should have started making content you know, two weeks ago. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that exact same thing. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not trying to talk about things that are above and beyond and over your head and things that yeah. you actually are, are confident in, that you know are right for the most part and, and that it's good information, you, you got to start making content as soon as possible because it just compounds and compounds and compounds. And then when you get halfway through school or at the end of school or maybe three, five years into practice, you're going to be so happy with the amount of effort that you put in before. So it is never too early to start making content. It doesn't matter if you don't have some super expensive camera or some amazing lighting system. If you have, if you have a phone, start putting information out there. Not only is it going to help people, it's going to improve healthcare. It's going to build your brand, your personal brand as well. It is only going to pay off in dividends. So do not be intimidated. You just got to start shooting and just start posting. And it's as easy as that. Perfect. Do you uh, do any pre-planning at all for your content for the week or for the day? Or how how do you do that? So it's kind of a stressful way, kind of unorganized. What I do is like, I'll think of ideas randomly, but, but also when I'm at the gym, I'll just look around and I'll see what some people are doing, either yeah. wrong or something they could improve on. And right then and there, I have this tab of notes in my phone and I'll write down basically what, what I want the title of the video to be and then what the, what the key things I'm going to show in it. So by the time we, we shoot around every two, three weeks, yeah. every time two, three weeks comes around, I'll have a note in my phone that has around you know, 20, 25 ideas. And then I just go through each one, one by one, film it, and then just check it off as I'm going. That's so you're essentially bat- how I'm doing it. That you're time. batching. I, if, sure, yeah. Yeah, I, that's a good thing. So. It's a good thing. Oh, to- I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Filming in bulk, of- sprinkling them out. Yeah. yeah, I think a mistake people make is they're, they're kind of reactive in their content creation. It's like, I got to shoot a video, and then I got to shoot another video, then I got to shoot another oh, video next no. day. Yeah, you plan yeah, it out, no. you get it done, yeah. and then you have it all ready in the hopper distribute it, then you realize, okay, got to have another filming day and get it done. Absolutely. Yeah. My, my goal is to film no more than uh, once every three weeks. Perfect. So that's why I try to film 20 videos every single time I film because, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. People, yeah. Really take that advice. Film yeah. a lot of stuff at once. Don't mm-hmm. feel like you have to film every day. That's crazy. Yeah. I try to do that with the podcast as well. I mean, I don't do a ton in one day, but I try to batch and get like over a, a couple week, two or three week period of time, get, get like six or seven episodes in. So I don't have to keep on uh, reacting to, to getting episodes. So. Yeah. That'd be crazy stressful. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Hey, you know, I really appreciate the information. If, uh, if our audience can, can reach out to you anyway, what's the best way? 
So the best way to reach out to me is uh, through my Instagram, <laughs> obviously. I, I do check every single message. I respond to every message. That's just called Rehab Fix, exactly how it sounds. Um, I do have a Facebook and YouTube. Those are really kind of secondary platforms. I'm not crazy active on those. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm not exactly sure when this is going, going to launch, this podcast, but I will have my website up very soon called therehabfix.com. And we'll be posting blogs and we'll actually have a program on there for sale as well. Yeah. Um, Tell us about that. Cause that was the other thing I wanted to touch on. Obviously you got an audience that you're going to be able to develop a patient base out of, but you're also going to monetize it in a a different way. Uh, Is that correct? Absolutely. Yes. So I realized probably four months ago or something, I, (laughs) I didn't even have a website. So I hit like, I hit like 60,000 followers and I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't even have a website yet. This is crazy. (laughs) So I got a, I got a website built. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I'm not licensed yet, so I don't. I just want to make that very clear. I don't talk yeah. about pain. I don't talk about conditions. I don't diagnose. I'm not doing any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I do have my CSCS license, so I I strictly talk about movement or you know moving better, functioning better, those things. Mm-hmm. So essentially, what I'm doing is I'm taking my Instagram audience that I've spent the last year building, and as soon as I launch this website, I will be funneling everyone to the website through Instagram ads, Instagram posts, uh, Facebook posts, Facebook ads, all those things. And this website is basically going to be a hub for all of the blogs that I'll be writing, which is a different form of content that I can't do yet because I don't have a website yet. So it's going to be a new form of content to draw people to it and to boost the website. And then I am creating a low back program that is specifically focused on moving better and functioning better. And it's going to be subscription-based, cheaper than a cheaper than a gym membership. Mm-hmm. And I will be able to funnel anyone who asks me questions about low back stuff specifically towards that. So I'm going really in-depth on it, filming for like probably 20 or 30 hours to get all that done. Um, and that's how I'm going to begin generating uh, a, you know income revenue uh, mm-hmm. before I even graduate. So I'm pushing this really, really hard right now. That's awesome, man. Good stuff, you know, and obviously you made mention if you're a student, there's definitely some limitations of what you can can talk about, but then it'll be fun for you once you do your license. That'll open up a whole other level of yes. content that you can dive into. Yep. I can start using all the catchy words like yeah. impingement and disc herniation. I can't say any of that stuff right now. It's, <laughs> oh man, it's tough. It's so tough. You get there. Well, you know what? I I really appreciate your time. I know that you and I will uh, cross paths again. I I appreciate you bringing some great information and I'm excited for you. And I'm excited for any students that are out there that are hearing this and can take some of this information and just realize that they can start uh, getting ahead of the game and really bring a lot to the table when they do graduate. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for having me on and being willing to talk with me. And I'm, I'm very, very grateful for the great docs I've met along my journey through chiropractic school to be able to have these resources and build this community that has supported me so much and is willing to help me out. So I really appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you. Yep. Absolutely, man. Have a good day. Thanks for tuning in today. Please be sure to check our redesigned website at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com. Stay up to date with our blog where content is regularly added by Kevin and guest contributors. You can also access our library of podcast episodes there. Go to www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com and subscribe to the podcast today. This is the podcastfactory.com.